You're listening to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Welcome back to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Make sure you log on to thewatchlistpod.com to catch up on all of our back episodes. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and engage with us on your social media at symbol the watchlist pod. Cool, cool, cool. I inadvertently mixed up the order of that, but it sounded so cool, I just kept rolling with it. Good for you, because I didn't even notice. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> so we're going to do another quick show tonight, because I will be winging my way to a coast. Oh. We are going to New Orleans tomorrow. Oh, fancy. It, it, it should be pretty fancy. I've never been there. And I'd like to go. Well, the first time we, well, the first time I went, it was the year after Hurricane Katrina had hit. Mm. So a lot of it had, you know, it was trying to come back and, and businesses were open, but you could still tell that that area still had so much to struggle through. And, and shame on me for not knowing how much they are still feeling the ramifications of it. I hope they are not, but. I would hope not by now. But um, so we are going and we are taking a few days. We're actually going to meet some friends down there. We're going to eat a lot, drink a little, go on some tours, see Nicolas Cage's uh, gravestone, and then fly back. Nicolas Cage? He has already got his uh, grave (laughs) and tomb down there. In New Orleans. In New Orleans, and it's shaped like an obelisk in a cemetery. That's... That's something. That's so Nicolas Cage. <laughs> that is something. All right. But I've got two things. Okay. And they're actually really good. Oh, good. So what have you got? I've got the one thing. Yeah. And then we started one of the things that you watched. Fantastic. Yeah. So should I go first? Should you go first? What do you want to do? Let's flip an imaginary Bitcoin. Bing. Well, let's start with uh, the international show. International shows. Theme. (laughs) Okay. All right. So this show is on Netflix. Mm. It is from Brazil. Mm. Mm -hmm. It is called Nobody's Looking. Okay. It has eight episodes and each one's a half an hour. And it is dubbed into English. Okay. Uh, so there's this big industrial bureaucratic complex where Angelus works. These, this is a group of, of humanoid type people, the Angelus. And they're all red haired with, and they wear black pants, a white shirt and a red necktie. And they have tiny little wings on their backs. These Angelus, they're not angels, they're specifically and repeatedly say they are angelus. They are like uh, guardian angels, kind of. Okay. And the show opens with Ulysses, a.k.a. Yuli. He's in a room and he's watching an orientation video for this new job. And it turns out he is the very first new Angelus in 300 years, even though the Earth's population keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So each Angelus is assigned a human for the day, 
That is their DAO, also known as the Daily Assignment Order. And they have to follow that person around all day, and they kind of create the luck that you have a, eat that day. Oh. So say you're walking down the street, you notice your shoe's untied, so you stop to tie your shoe, and a couple steps in front of you, a piano crashes down to where you realize if you hadn't stopped to tie your shoe, you had been crushed by that piano. Well, the invisible Angelus that's been following you around that day is the one who untied your shoe to make you stop before the piano landed on you. Mm. So it's that kind of luck that these Angelus do. And okay. there are four main rules that can never be broken. The first is follow the daily assignment order. The second is do not appear to humans. They are always invisible and humans can't hear them. The third rule is do not interfere with humans that are not on your DAO. Mm -hmm. And the final most important one is never go into the chief's office. And the chief is like, is like God, don't go into his office. Well, when Yuli finally comes out of that training room, he immediately bumps in this to the sign that has all these rules written on it and it falls to off the wall. So he literally broke the rules, which foreshadows the whole series because once he comes out, he's a noob, he questions everything and things go sideways. All hell breaks loose. The shit hits the fan and it's really quite a funny show. Really quite a funny show. Oh, cool. Well, it sounds fun. That's what it's about. It's it's really short. You could binge this eight half hour episodes in no time. And it's really kind of silly. And I, I really liked it. There's Excellent. different districts. Each Angelus office is in a different district around the globe. And yeah, I, I don't want to tell too much because as you learn these different things and as Yuli keeps asking these questions that you'd kind of be asking yourself, just more, more shit <laughs> happens and more bad stuff. Okay. It's really funny. All right. Nobody's looking on Netflix from Brazil, dubbed into English. It's incredibly good. One season, eight episodes. Well... That's cool. And sticking with Netflix, I did a whole Netflix thing. That seems like we did. Because I because I haven't given Netflix a whole lot of love lately. Hmm. But I caught something that is really fun. One of the things that I really love about Netflix is when they do these short little docu-series. I love those. And, and um, there was the one about the uh, like the the awards with the cheese rolling remember that uh, one yes that one mm -hmm. uh then there was the nicholas cage one about swearing oh that was fun well this one is called money explained i've seen it and debated whether to watch it and right now there's one season of it and it's okay. it's narrated by tiffany haddish the ah, comedian uh-huh and there are five episodes uh, and each one is roughly about 23 minutes long. Hmm. And it goes into different aspects of money and explains things to you. But when it says money explained, so the first episode is get rich quick schemes. Hmm. And it talks about everything from, you know, like sales, like door to door salesmen products that are advertised on TV, 
you know, like those classes, pyramid schemes, Ponzi schemes, Bitcoin, the whole bit, all under the umbrella of get rich quick. Okay. It, but the other, but the other four episodes concentrate on things like credit cards, student loans, uh, gambling, and retirement. If you're looking for a fun and entertaining way to just learn about different aspects about money and how it's working with you and against you, definitively check this out. And because quite frankly, you're going to spend about only an hour and a half, an hour, 40 minutes, and you're, you will have seen the entire series. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's called Money Explained. It is on Netflix and it just came out. Yeah. I will I will check that out because I kept looking at it going, do I want to watch that? I don't know. And then find other things. Yes. Yeah. So the other thing that, that you caught and I caught. Yes, we started it. We have not ended it yet. We were in the it, very beginning still too. Is Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead mm. that stars Dave Bautista. Mm-hmm. And a smattering of other folks, but Dave Bautista is the big name in this. Yes. And I and I fucking love this. I well, fucking love this movie. As soon as Richard Cheese started singing Viva Las Vegas at the very beginning, at the opening of the whole thing, I knew I was going to like this, and I can't wait to finish it off. Well, the so Zack Snyder loves doing music in his movies. Mm-hmm. And I love Richard Cheese. He is amazing. Uh, is that who sang that? All right. Yes, that's who. Yeah, he's also sings the theme of another, uh, uh, like Dawn of the Dead, Walking Dead, not Walking Dead, Dawn of the Dead movie, uh, where it's uh, the song is like "Get Down with the Sickness," and it's that that uh, lounge singery. Get up, Got get up, it. get down with the sickness. That's yeah. that is Richard Cheese. That is what he does. Okay, and he well, is. I've seen. I've seen him live. He is. He's amazing. I love him. I I got worried at the beginning, even though it sucked me in completely. And and I'm not going to give anything away, but the the movie begins, and it's a movie. It's about an uh, two hours. It's almost two and a half hours long, by the way, folks. Um, and it starts out with a whole bunch of army dudes mm. transporting a container from Area 51 in the desert in Nevada. Mm. And something goes down. Actually, it's kind of funny what yes. goes down. Clever play on words. And... <laughs> See what I did there? I saw that and I walked right into it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> well, what they are con what they are transporting is a container with what they call an alpha. Now, before they get into what you know what an alpha is, the two dudes driving the truck are trying to reason out what they're carrying. Everything from, you know, like stupid guesses to well, you know, we are coming from Area 51. So are you saying this is an alien? Oh, no. Well, anyway, a zombie outbreak happens because of that. And where they crash is very close to Las Vegas. And Las Vegas then, in a montage over this opening song, yes, 
you see is overrun by zombies. This one zombie completely eradicates an entire army unit and then proceeds to take over Las Vegas. What I love about this movie is, and there's something I I dislike about the movie, but I dig it at the same time. It actually has a hierarchy of the zombies in this movie. And it's sort of explained where you kind of get grounded in the, okay, we get where this all might have started and all of that. Well, this movie is also a cross between Ocean's Eleven and The Walking Dead. (laughs) Because Dave Bautista leads a group of people who are hired by this one guy to go into a casino and retrieve $200 million locked in the casino vault. Yeah, they have to get through the quarantined Vegas to get to the casino vault. And they have to do it uh, within three days because the president has finally authorized Vegas to be completely nuked to eradicate the 4th of July on the 4th of July (laughs) to completely eradicate all the zombies. Yes, that's about as far as I got. So stuff happens. And I'm not going to say what, obviously. One of the things that I that I found kind of annoying is that it borrows heavily from other movies. Hmm. Very specifically, it borrows from I Am Legend. Okay. With with the kind of thinking zombies. Okay. Now, now in I Am Legend, they were sort of vampires, but whatever. Same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it also very specifically borrows from aliens. Uh, up to and including a line uh, from aliens and certain characters in aliens and aliens mm. and all of that. That being said, though, I was hooked from minute one. Great. It is entertaining. It is not as desolate and bleak as the fucking Walking Dead has become. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and and in The Walking Dead, the entire world is overrun with zombies. And yeah. and you've heard me made, made, make fun and made mention of all of this before. Like, it just keeps getting more and more depressing because they find some place to live. It's good for a little while, then it gets fucked up. And then they rinse and repeat. Yeah. Here, they have quarantined all of the zombies in Vegas because they were so busy overrunning Vegas that they were able to quarantine them all inside Vegas. Excellent. So that's what I like about it. There mm-hmm. is there is levels of hope outside of Vegas. Like you can still have a life. Dave Bautista's daughter can still go to school. You know, all of that other sort of shit. So if you have a couple of hours, and especially with Zach, Zack Snyder also is the director of photography for this movie. Ah. Certain certain things are beautifully shot. And and one amazing thing, there is a there is a comedian by the name of Tig Nataro. And she plays the helicopter pilot in this movie. Did you get to her part yet? Uh, uh, yeah, where they the, I've seen where they invite ask her to join them. Would you believe Which was great. <laughs> her entire part was digitally added to the movie? No, really? The original actor who was cast is now under investigation for sexual harassment. 
Oh. Zack Snyder spent millions more dollars to to computer computer generated replace him with Tig Notaro. You Ooh. would never be able to tell the difference that she was not on set. Uh, that scene, I I thought she was in the movie. I thought she was right there. It is literally, wow. literally one of the best special effects I have ever seen in my life. Because before, and I was, and the only reason I found that out, I was googling like, what else have I seen Tignataro in? So I, I saw googling. a stand-up thing she did, which I think yeah. it was on Netflix. That's what I saw. And then it, and then the news stories pop up, and it says Tignataro digitally added to. Uh, to Army of the Dead, like what? What? What was this? And then I read the story. Yeah, she never met Dave Bautista. She wow. never met. She acted all of her parts against a green screen. Damn! It is amazing. amazing. Well, now I want to go back and just start it over. Yeah. So, any hoozy, that is Army of the Dead, almost two and a half hours long on Netflix. It just dropped. And uh, it is trending. Seriously, watch it. It is fun. Some of it's kind of funny <laughs> to see Las Vegas go down the way that it does. Mm-hmm. That even smacked a little of Zombieland to me, like the very beginning of Zombieland. But I was okay with it because it's Zack Snyder and and oh, and and really, how much different can zombie things be? When you're showing zombies over, like as they start overtaking the world, yes, and there's not a whole lot different you could do. And by the way, it is also extremely heavily R-rated. So if you have sensitivities to language and extreme gore, and I'm talking <laughs> extreme, yeah, gore. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> there was when I was like, damn. And if you're talking about the same thing I'm talking about with the massive gun. Yes, that's exactly what it is. I'm like, yes. damn, that is some gun. Or they really decompose quickly. Yes. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, but if you're offended by any of that, maybe Army of the Dead is not for you, but it's for everybody fucking else who loves a good time with zombies. Oh, God, yeah. All right. That's all I got this week. And uh, Yeah, that's uh, you wanted to keep it quick. We're keeping it quick. We're keeping it quick. Dave, okay, shout out again to Dave. He sent a whole bunch of stuff. So Dave was awesome enough to send us a whole bunch of little newsy stuff. News. News. So hang on. I sent you a newsy thing too, but now I don't remember what it was. <laughs> it probably is something David sent as well, so whatever. All right. Um, hang on one second. I'm hanging uh, there it is. Ah, yes. the One of the biggest pieces of news, something that I am very excited about, News. News. Henry Cavill is now going to star in the reboot of Highlander. Oh. Which I think is an amazing casting. And and for those of you who did not um, somehow see that brilliant man movie from 1986, Highlander is the shit. It may not hold up very well if you watched it now, but the Kurgan and there can be only one and all that stuff. It is great. It spawned several movie sequels that were actually kind of bad. 
a TV show with Adrian Paul, which was actually along the lines of Xena and all that other I sort liked, of shit. I really liked that show, though. Uh, Highlander? <laughs> yes, I love uh, the series, The Highlander. Uh, but to me... Joan Jett was in a couple of... Uh, she was like a recurring character on that. Who was that? Joan Jett of Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Joan Jett. Okay. <sighs> I did, I'm sorry, but I'm not... <laughs> You are so lame. I am not lame. Moving on. But anyway, so he is going to be in Highlander. That's awesome. Then in other news, oh, God, he sent me this thing that made my gray hairs pop up. Uh Uh-oh. Did you realize that The Empire Strikes Back was released 41 years ago this week? No. By the way. (laughs) <laughs> the Empire Strikes Back was released 41 years ago this Shit. week. Shit. Yeah. Dave Filani is now officially officially an executive creative director at Lucasfilm as well. He should be. Okay. Kate Hudson has been added to the cast of Knives Out 2. Oh. Uh, that cast just keeps getting out of hand. I mean, damn. Mm-hmm. And um, there is a beautiful movie that looks like it's coming out starring Don Cheadle uh, called No Sudden Move. Hmm. Anyway, um, is that No Sudden Move? Yeah, No Sudden Move. Oh, as I play the trailer for it. I can't do <laughs> like, that. what is oh. that noise? Copyright, copyright, copyright. <laughs> But anyway, it's directed by Steven Soderbergh, starring Don Cheadle, and that looks like a nice throwback. It, the trailer, at least, looks throwback and looks pretty cool. Hocus Pocus 2 will be coming to Disney Plus next year. They've, they're moving forward, including Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy. But it is cool that all three of them are coming back. Yeah, they're all coming back. Hocus Pocus 2. Yeah. So that'll be fun. I, you know what? I, I, I enjoyed the goofiness of Hocus Pocus one. I recognized it for what it was. Watched it, and I was like, ah, oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. And did you you heard about AT and T spinning off Warner Media to Discovery? Yeah, fuck those guys. Yeah, that'll be all interesting was, to see what happens. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens with my free fucking HBO Max because I have AT and T. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So all deals are not good deals with all of us. Well, I know. I'm just, yeah, yeah. I I don't have AT&T, so I don't have free HBO Max. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, that's an interesting thing happening. HBO Max with Discovery Plus. Does that mean I'm going to end up getting Discovery Plus? Or am I going to, or am I going to have to start paying for that shit too if you know just to have my hbo max um oh what are we gonna start paying for my guess is that it's gonna be like the disney plus bundle of disney plus espn plus and um what's the third one in there and hulu Hmm. i think it's gonna be something like that so you do you know discovery plus you get all their shit and then you do hbo max but it's all under the umbrella of you know you could get a bundle or you could do individual right. ones. Right. Mm. At yeah, which case, it, you know, if they if they spin me off, 
and they don't allow me to continue with my free HBO, even though I signed up for it before their stupid, stupid deal. Mm-hmm. That's the only time I would look into doing Discovery Plus. Yeah, that would be the only reason why I even consider it. But I don't, I don't watch anything on any of the Discovery Netflix that I have through Dish Network right now. Mm-hmm. I really don't, unless I'm bored and flipping channels, waiting for something else to start. Yeah, I don't see myself purposely going to an app to stream anything in particular. Yeah. Just more stuff. But I am I am just going to guess that it's going to be a shot in the arm to Discovery Plus because yeah. Discovery Plus I I I wouldn't pay to watch Animal Planet. Yeah. I and, yeah, definitely not. You know. Anyway, and and Laura and I always agree to this too. We can't watch animal shows. We get too fucking attached and something always dies or you know, cuz it is the nature of nature that something mm-hmm. dies and we we just can't do that. You know, and all of their stuff, nah. That's all right. But anyhow, quickie show. The and big cats you've got something else. Yeah, uh you reminded me that the big cats were all seized from the park that had belonged to the Tiger King. <sighs> Yay. That's good. When did that happen? A day or two ago. Awesome. About Mm -hmm. damn time. The U.S. Justice Department announced they had confiscated the exotic animals from the Tiger King Park in Oklahoma. Thank Christ. Oh, my God. Seven lions, 46 tigers, 15 lion-tiger hybrids, and one jaguar. Yeah. And when you watch Tiger King, first of all, addictively entertaining. The sad part is all of it is actually happen or did happen. And you see him breeding all of the the reason he's got 46 fucking tigers is because he would breed them to make tiger cubs and charge people to see tiger cubs and take pictures with tiger cubs that you would hold. Mm hmm. But eventually, all of those tiger cubs get old and you can't handle them anymore. And you only have a a few weeks to do that. And he would either sell them off to other unscrupulous fuckers or they all get old and and abused on his land. Yeah. You know, because they're all useless to him. They're not making him any money. Mm -hmm. So fuck that guy. Yeah. Which, which is another good way that a documentary can actually bring about justice in the world. Because mm-hmm. if they didn't make a documentary about Tiger King, him and his ilk would have been under my radar. I didn't know about it. Lauren knows stuff about that because she works in the zoo world. Mm-hmm. But, but I wouldn't. So kudos to Netflix for, for doing something like this. And kudos to the Justice Department for stepping in and... hopefully at least finding homes and being humane to those animals yeah so there's our news done sweet all right a short-ish show yeah all right i'm gonna go back to packing and being a grumpy old fucker anyway uh log on to the watchlistpod.com catch up on all of our back episodes make sure you engage with us on your social media at symbol the watchlist pod and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts Hopefully I'll get something in this week. I should be able to. Yeah, me too. 
and you'll finish Army of the Dead and let me know what you think about the rest of it. Definitely going to finish that. All right. Cool beans. All right, everybody. Peace out. Have a great week. And uh, we will talk to you soon. Yeah. Okay, Okay, bye. bye.